the Frames Per Second Podcast. What's mine's yours, Joey. And that goes right down the line. You take us to Chicago. Show us a good time. What we got to do for you? Don't ask him that now, honey. Let's get to Chicago first. So you run out on me. Sure. He can give you a better time than I can. Fancy clothes. Well, company, the whole works. Husky Miller's latest woman. Only that ain't the way it's going to be. I swear, let no man take you away from me. How are you going to stop me? I'll show you. What's going on? It's your boy, Nikki Duce, a.k.a. Mr. No Disrespect. And I'm here with Miss Naturally Nay. Hello. Modest Media. Yo, what up, what up? Mike C-Town. Yo. Kenneth B. Ange. What up? And this is the Frames Per Second Podcast. And in this episode, we are beginning on another rewatchable theme review series um, with us inching closer to February, which is known as Cuddy Buddy season, you know, bump of uglies and whatnot. Uh, we felt like we should do another iteration of our Black Love series. So for us going into February, every Monday you will be hearing a new rewatchable episode of one of uh, our personal favorite love films, uh, particularly about Black Love. And uh, with this episode, I'm going to let the person who picked this film introduce it. Hi. Um, so my selection for my black romance was I made the guys watch Carmen Jones. Um, it is 1954 musical. And I picked it for multiple reasons. I picked it because it is actually one of my favorites. Um, it is also a... Love Story was a tragic love story, which I like. I don't like happy endings. I like romances, I like dramas, but I don't like them wrapped up in a pretty bow. So I liked tragic, I like tragic love stories. And um, also I picked it because of what it is, what it meant for black cinema. It is a one of, it's heralded as a classic. And um, it was like really one of the first big budget blockbuster or big budget movies, um, black film. So yeah, that's that's what I made the guys watch. <laughs> when did you see this originally? I was in my twenties. Okay. So yeah, it was like like twenty some odd years ago. Um, yeah, I saw it in my twenties. It was one that my friend, I have a, my besties like super into musicals, mm -hmm. and this is one she made me watch, and I just I liked it, and I watched it over and over and over and over again. So yeah, gotcha. What about you, Rod? How you feel about this? Nah, this 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 ain't my cup of tea. <clears throat> that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not for me. What about you, Mike? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know it was one of your favorite films, so I apologize ahead it's of time. Fine. But this is one of the worst things I've ever seen in my entire life. Really? I was so irritated for two fucking hours. <laughs> I hated every single person in this fucking movie except for the little meat girl. Everybody else could die. <laughs> Can you feel the same way? There was no way in hell I was gonna like this. <laughs> um, I think that you know, uh, I watched it with my wife. You know, finally gave uh, us a chance to watch something other than sci-fi or somebody being killed. So it, you know, she has seen it before. So I figured if I'm gonna watch it, because I had rented it on Apple TV. Um, we'll just watch it together. So um, and she knew the songs and stuff mm -hmm. that was happening. But we both knew going in that it was no way. Man, I fucking hate musicals. 
So, yep. <laughs> it was uh, a wrap. Um, for me, and I just got done watching it too. Um, I usually like musicals. This one didn't really hit for me, but the whole time I was watching it, I was thinking about the significance of it since it was made in 19, or it came out in 1954, during like a Jim Crow era, and like the whole film is like pretty much black cast. So I was really impressed by that. And I saw the budget was almost a million dollars at the time, and it made almost $10 million. So I do understand the significance of it. Now, as far as the story, yeah, you could keep this. Um, it's not for me, but I'm trying to be pro-black as we're going into February, so I ain't gonna <laughs> sit on it too much. But it's just, yeah, it's just, I would recommend this for someone who really, really loves romantic Yeah, you definitely films. have to be into musicals and into this kind of thing to enjoy it. I did not think that y'all were going to like it. <laughs> but I didn't want it. I didn't want to do, because originally I had picked Brown Sugar, and it's just so generic. And I said, if I'm going to pick something, pick something that is me. And this is me, so. We accept you for who you are. Thank man. you, love. <laughs> 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 well, <laughs> we won't go with, uh, we'll, we'll cover like the main beats of this because it kind of, I feel like it kind of just, I'm, say it Nick, say it with your chest bro. I feel like it kind of just drags a little bit and just kind of mm. does whatever mm. in the middle of it until we get, the only best parts to me of this movie is the beginning and the end. Um, everything else in the middle is kind of eh. But we start off. <laughs> we start off in this film. Uh, the, the film is set in World War II era, um, and tells the story of a woman named Carmen Jones, who uh, this is what they classify her as a, sh a shameless vixen, um, who works at a parachute factory in North Carolina. Um, <laughs> we call them hoes, bro. <laughs> she was, boy, she was a hoe for the whole. Hey, she was liberal, man. Oh, oh liberal hoe. <laughs> Shoot, well, remember, she, you know, that's, that's, hey, that's big she to was claim yourself. To yeah, that's true. Yeah. I like it. I fuck with it. Um, so did she. I, <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect this film to go the way it went based off how it started. Because we start off with the first person we see is Cindy, who is the love Cindy interest. Lou. Cindy mm -hmm. Lou. Who is the love interest of Joe, who is a uh, person in the, is the army. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the army. And... Um, yeah, that's kind of where it starts off. It's like, okay, this is just, I thought this was going to be like a regular love story about two people who, you know, the army is kind of forcing them not to be able to be with each other. Mm -hmm. But then we get introduced to Carmen, Carmen Jones. What did y'all think of Dorothy, uh, was it Dan Danridge? Mm -hmm. Oh my God, Dorothy Dandridge, oh, that just hurt my heart. Yeah, yeah, Dorothy Dandridge. <laughs> no, I thought, I As, thought uh, she, Carmen you, Jones. honestly, I thought she was good. I thought she did well. Uh, um, she probably was. I won't say the best actor in this, but um, she was. Um, the the, the chick in the, in the bar, the drunk chick. I think she was all right. But, Pearl um, Bailey, huh? Pearl Bailey. Yeah, Pearl Bailey. She was okay. But um, yeah, I, you know, she definitely had a presence. I think that was purpose, right? They, I mean, this name, the movie is called Carmen Jones, so she she's the only one that was kind of bright in the room, had the red dress on and all that. So yeah, she definitely made a made an entrance. Um. And then I found out that she, that wasn't really her singing. That was a dub. Yeah. Most of them was dubbed. Yeah, Maryland yeah. somebody. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, and that was a white woman, right? Maryland something. I don't when, think so. I think they were all black white. Eye. I think she, she was not a black guy. The guy that did Harry's voice, Joe, he was black. Yeah, he's black. Yeah. Yeah, Laverne Hutchison did Harry Belafonte, and uh -huh. Dorothy was What's Maryland. What's his name? Uh, Laverne. Laverne Hutchison. 
and uh, Marilyn Horn did Dorothy. Hmm. It was Carmen. black opera singers. So because this is based off of the opera, they were trying to make the music oh. sound. Yeah, this is based off the opera Carmen. That's why they were singing all stupid. Yeah, mm -hmm. so it's oh. it's an adaptation. So the it's an adaptation of the opera that was made into a stage play. And then the stage play was made into a movie. And so all of the music is from the opera. And they wanted operatic singers to sing the music, which is why it was dubbed. I didn't realize it was dubbed until maybe a couple years ago, because I know I personally don't like any of the songs that Harry Belafonte sung, and I couldn't figure out why. And once I realized, it's because it was dubbed. So, mm, yeah. Gotcha. Wow, you were saying your point? Hmm? You had a, did you finish your point? No, I was just my my whole point was that yeah, I thought you you asked out what I thought about her. I said, yeah, I think she definitely had a presence, but it just wasn't enough to to carry this movie. My, or this musical or whatever you want to call it. And then like and that how we got into the uh dub part is like and then on top of that, she wasn't even the one that was singing the damn songs. And that's a big part of the shit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is aggravating. Mike, you said Carmen was for the streets pretty much. She boy, she owned the streets. <laughs> she, that <laughs> That was one of the only entertaining parts of this movie. I was just like, God damn, mm -hmm. she is just the most, yeah, just unashamed hoe I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I like, God it. damn, I loved it. No, what? I mean, she was, she was, she was great, mm -hmm. but this, that singing was fucking awful, awful. I didn't <laughs> know it was an opera. That would have made sense if I knew that beforehand. But oh, 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 oh all that shit. I was like, what the. <laughs> when they started singing, I, I thought it was just gonna be her. I was like, okay, maybe she just has a weird voice. But then he started doing it too. Man, mm -hmm. when he came, he was it was at right. random time. Like this motherfucker, like Carmen just finished singing. Why the right. fuck are you going back to back? This quick? <laughs> Chill out for a minute. Yeah, yeah I was damn. like, oh shit, this is gonna be a long ass I was the same, yo, I was the same way, Ken. I think that I, I literally think mm -hmm. this movie gave me a headache. Like I, I um mm -hmm. I went. And I, I've never felt like that before. Like, this is the first time I've ever felt like, just kind of, I won't say sick, but like, it actually made me feel like, fucked up. Like, I, I was like, oh my God. Like, I just, two, I, how long is it? Hour and 48 minutes. Yeah, I was just like, this was, a, it was like, it was really torture. I know I know mm -hmm. people on this, on this panel have said that before. I think this is the first time I felt like this was torture. At least with Mike's Terrifier, it was somewhat just like ridiculously entertaining in, in, in a weird way, but this just wasn't enjoyable. Mm -mm. Like it just wasn't. He took all the fun out of watching I don't feel movie. bad about Terrifier no more. Yeah. <laughs> you look like my mom. You walk just like my mom. What the fuck? I, I, look like my mom. Who says that? I, I was like, That's why I man. like you. you and my pa, my pa says that. That's why I like you because I'm talking about my pa. I was like, Yeah, because I'm just like my pa. Yeah. You fucking weirdo. <laughs> it was just that random times they would sing. Like, he would just like. It's a music. No, I'm just saying, like, it would come oh, out. Like, usually man. musicals kind of cue it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. oh. But this one was just like, yeah, he just sat down, looked around, and started singing. <laughs> like, you know, like, it was just like, damn, nigga, you ain't had no sense of. Uh, the moment just didn't feel right. You know, it's. Um, even though I didn't like the movie, I think me watching it was different than you. Because okay. I was I was watching it and then I started reading up on it. Mm -hmm. So the history of mm -hmm. it, her winning that award, it being based on that play, Carmen, um, the overdubbing and stuff like that. I was watching it with that in mind. Mm -hmm. So it was just kind of interesting kind of just looking at it from that perspective. And I'm like, okay, because I was trying to avoid like spoilers of where the story was going to go. So I'm like, Okay, I don't know anything about this damn fucking play. Never heard of it before in my life. 
So where are they gonna go with this mm-hmm. sort of story? Nowhere. And the story stuck almost exactly to the play, to, okay. the, to the opera. So yeah. it was really the story of the opera just set with black people. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the other yeah. thing. So there was a curiosity that I had while watching it. I didn't like it, but the curiosity was there. And I think the thing that really, really got me was when they um, came up with the idea and they wanted to do an all-black cast mm-hmm. for this opera. And I was like, and I haven't found the reason why, because I'm like, it's 1954 or 1953, whenever they came up with it. Why the fuck would you decide to do something like this with an all-black cast and, and you know, set it in World War II? Yeah, why I, would you? I, I don't know. That's interesting. That well, why, why would you think that would work and it actually did work? For that time. So I haven't looked up to see why they did the play. The play was wildly successful. So mm-hmm. it was a stage play before the movie. So it was really just Otto Preminger wanting to take that play and create a movie out of it. But to use black people now, in, yeah. in that time and and to think that people would be receptive for it. You're just trying to get the black viewer. But yeah. was that a thing back then? It wasn't. It wasn't to know. this degree. So like I said, the stage play was an all black play. And so that was successful. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, so you had the Cabin in the Skies, you had the Porgy mm-hmm. and Besses, you had black films that had like primarily black cast. It might've always been a, a white person sprinkled here and there. This one didn't even have white extras. But I think this was the first one that they actually put money behind to mm-hmm. make big. And especially, and even none of the cast was really known. <clears throat> this was the movie that launched Harry's career. Then launched Dorothy Dandridge's career, although it was short-lived after this. Diane Carroll's career, uh, Pearl Bailey. Like, this kind of launched all of those those entertainers. So this was the first time that they put money behind it to this degree. And they wanted her to be Cindy Lou. They, they did. they didn't think she was going to be good in, as a lead actress. She was just a club singer at the yeah, time. So she was just crazy. like a... I'm sorry, I don't mean to get in my bag of movie trivia no, for a minute. Go um, ahead. It's your movie. <laughs> yeah. So she was just like a cabaret singer. Mm-hmm. Um, and Who she, was? Dorothy Dandridge and she also had an affair with the director Otto Preminger so she was his mistress for several years and he's a white guy right? yes he is a white guy so this was Mm. an all-black cast but it was made by white men Mm. right Right. written directed all of that by white men right so which does put a weird spin on it especially with it it, that is part it's it's 54 so it's gonna fall into stereotypes and things like that especially being written by white people gotcha so but it's very hamilton to me though like it's like you take it take mm. this story and plot black people in it you know what i'm saying like Mm, mm -hmm. um that's what i didn't like about hamilton but and, and then like i don't like that about this because it's clearly you took this white story and just plop some black people in it what is the what's the motivation behind that i like, never felt that Do you, you felt that the whole time i didn't know until after i went back and read uh what ken uh-huh. what, like like ken did so after afterwards i read up on it a little bit i'm like what was the motivation like, like mm. because because it, it was just weird because because when you watch this it doesn't fit like them for for me what they're singing and all that it just doesn't fit them to me personally the singing you said the singing, just the story, I, all I of that just doesn't, part. it just doesn't fit. None I of that agree with the singing. Me. I didn't think the story, I thought the story was, it fit fine. It was just a mm. dumb story. Yeah. I, n- mm. I never, I never felt, I mean, of course, if I looked at it logically, what you're saying makes complete sense, mm. but I never, I never watched it and thought, oh, this just feels like they dumped black people into white roles. Like I, Hamilton, I felt that the entire time. I never felt that with this. I just, I, this is, I, I don't see people, uh, black people prancing around like this. 
<laughs> you don't see yeah, white people oh, prancing around yeah, like this, did. like in other musicals and stuff. Yeah. Not like either. this. I mean, like in yeah. joints and shit like that. But talking about like that, that club, the motherfuckers like spinning. Nah, there was one guy twerking. There was a couple. Of guys <laughs> yeah, you saw that. When yeah. they, when that, when that, when that uh, dark skin ladies at the table, they yeah. was just shaking. They, they were twerking. That was at the point I, I had to pause it. I was like, "How much time I got left in this movie?" Consistent. Because we're about to. But it was like that. But they did. They did dance like that back in the day. They did. To that type of music, yeah, yes, like that was the gener- like the way they were dancing, like the forties and it's the fifties, like, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh shit! I, because because mom, when, when was Mom Rainey set? Think wasn't that around the same time? Right. No, that was. I think it was 20s. earlier. That was earlier. Yeah, I think it was earlier. Oh, yeah. early. So so wait. Okay, so they just pretty much conformed then. Is what y'all saying? I to ain't that going that far, stuff. man. I mean, I think about? that was just the way black folks got down. Like they weren't. I mean, in the fifties. What? So what? What? What did you picture? I never even thought about this. I always when, when I picture like like Ma Rainey type shit, like like juke joint type shit. Like I I don't picture like swing dancing with, with mm. black with, with black people and shit yeah, like black that. Black people absolutely swing. But what about I, I, like think about in the scene in, in Malcolm X when they're dancing in the club when, when he's in the zoot suits and stuff. Like they dance like oh, that. that. Shit was tight. He's in the zoot suits. You I, I was thinking yeah, about I know, I know the, I'm uh, just saying you know, the movie Life like, where Eddie Murphy like had this. his boom boom room and shit. Like it was <laughs> it was kind of like in that style. Like it was like a it wasn't like a jazz. jazz. It, like, it wasn't like, like, it wasn't it was jazz though. Not really. It was mm, more classy. Like Duke than, Ellington, yeah. like big band. Yeah, kind of Max jazz. Roach, I think, yeah. was in this too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, was that him playing the drums? I think that was him playing I think the drums. so. Yeah. It was like, go, uh, with it. I, I think they were saying go Max. Were they saying go Max? Something like I was like, what are they looking at? That shit lingered on for the long. I was like, all right, who the fuck is Max? And all he's doing is. That was the only song I really liked in this. That scene. Mm. But uh, I didn't realize this. So I was I grew up watching Carmen the Hip Hopera. Bless your heart. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, that's based on the same thing. Yeah. yeah, but it's that's the modern version. So I was I, like, I never heard of that. You never guess you have. That's Beyonce, Beyonce and, and Mikai Pfeiffer. That was Beyonce's first TV role. Movie. I didn't watch that. It was. Yeah, I didn't watch it either. But I, I mean, I heard of it. I have not heard of that before. Wow. Yeah. And I asked. I was like, Has there been any remakes of it? And so yeah, that's mm-hmm. oh wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I, it's so funny because. Yeah, I, I, I told Monique, I was like, have they done any remakes or whatever? And I said, because I could totally see Beyonce doing this shit. Oh, wow. Really? And I'll be down. <laughs> yep, she yeah. started that motherfucker. <laughs> Did she play the hoe? Yeah, yeah she played uh, Carmen. Really? Robert mm-hmm. Townsend directed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you roll your eyes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I might want to watch it now. <laughs> hey, bro. I'm sure it's garbage. It's horrible, it off, right? but yeah. I mean, I probably won't hate it no more than I hated this. Jermaine Dupree in it. What'd you say? Jermaine Dupree in it. Shut up! Him. Does he play? Does he play Joe? The brat narrates it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he's not. Oh, I'm, I'm watching this. No, I'm not. He's that's not. that's hilarious though. Bruh, I did not know. Little Bow Wow in it as Little Bow, bro. It's it's, it's a, a lot. It's a lot. Wow. The music is different, but yeah, it's the mm. same story. Mm-mm-mm. Um, what did y'all think of Harry Belafonte as Joe the soldier? Because I don't even think that he had a last name. Um, damn, he probably didn't have a last name, did he? Nah, Joe was stupid as hell. Oh my God! This motherfucker got on my goddamn nerves. He was so damn stupid. He wasn't the stupidest person. Way, man. He, you don't think he was? You <laughs> thought it was Cindy Lou? I thought it was Cindy Lou. No. Was the stupidest person? I concur. I well, can't she was stupid Cindy too. She was, but I mean, Joe. I mean, Joe, Joe was dumb, idiot. but but at least he got he just he was sprung. Niggas act stupid when they get good pussy. Not that stupid. No, not yeah. This he was, got this was exaggerated. He got, this he, yeah, it was exaggerated, but he just got obsessive. He lost mm-hmm. his whole life. His whole mind. Cause some pussy. 
And then got it back. She told him that. And, and tossed it right back. Yeah, he said, I don't want it. He said, because yeah, he got in a fight with the guy. He had he had a perfectly fine woman. She yes. was cute. She was sweet. Into him. And she Obedient. loved him. Cindy Lou was yeah, boring. Right. right. What'd you say? She was born. I don't think she was. She, she probably was born in the public, but in the... Yeah, get him in the bedroom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cindy Lou didn't even want to get married outside of church. Cindy Lou was not doing songs. none of that. Hey, as soon as, as soon as he said, why not? What'd she do? She kissed that motherfucker and said, all right, go ahead, talk to the sergeant. I bet Cindy Lou would have cooked his meals. Mm-hmm. Carmen did, too. Get... She wouldn't have cheated on him. <laughs> right. That much. Right. Right in front of his she face, too. lawyer, lawyer, lawyer wife. Right. Yep. She was cool. I Carmen liked her. I liked her too. Even though like they the made her song. look real stupid, it, it, I still liked her for some reason. Yeah. Was, yeah something about it I liked. I she was the only one that I actually sort of mm-hmm. connected with slash felt bad for. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, she's she's really sad, but right. she's in love with this man. Mm-hmm. Right. When I looked at Joe, I'm like, Ken, all I thought was you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too, the whole time. Because at first I was just like, when he was resisting her and shit, because he was like, obviously focused on his girl. I'm like, how are they going to switch this? Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I could get I could get if it was like over a long period of time, like if the movie went over mm-hmm. some time, but it was just like, he took her to jail or tried to. And then from there, it was like, oh yeah, I'm a, the next day I'm a buff uglies with you at your grandma's house. She put him in jail, bro. She got him she arrested, did. but he's like I love in her. love with her while he's in yep. jail. Right. Fucking idiot, man. Yeah. She, she didn't even go visit him. Only Cindy. No. Went. Yeah. She sat there and waited on him to come to her. Right. <laughs> no one he's in jail. But she did every day. <laughs> <laughs> did she even say I'm sorry? She didn't say shit. She said, I'll untie she was your like, shoes. Let's go to Chicago. Take you home. Mm-mm. That's what she was like. Yeah, I got this. I got some money I've been saving up. We about to go to Chicago. Fuck that shit. <clears throat> and she mailed him a fucking rose. rose or some shit. A clip rose, too, not even a full one. Right. <laughs> couldn't, even, couldn't even pay for the whole thing. Yeah. Let me have a spin. Big ass box it. with a little stub of rose. <laughs> Sound like a troll to me. But no, nah, that was that was no, Joe was a chump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joe was in love. He was a sucker. Was he yeah. in love? Because it didn't make any sense. Like, he how did he fall in love with he her? He was in lust and he was infatuated. So he wasn't in love. Because I couldn't, was, I couldn't figure this out. I was like, how did he fall in love with this woman? He didn't even know her. She told That's him, if I you go for it, I'm going to catch you. It was sunshine. It really was. It really was. It was. That sunshine? one night, he went to jail. Harlem Nights. Oh. That sunshine pussy, bro. But that's not love. It's the, lust, but people confuse it, right. it. And especially considering the right. time, like you're going to assume that they were virgins and so they got married, right? Because it's the 50s and that's what you're supposed to do. And you got this floozy who's who's a woman of the world and is experienced. Is that a 1950s way of saying she get it around? Is. She's a woman of the world and she's mm. experienced and mm. she's showing him things he's never had. I but he, did she say she loved him too? Yeah. Yes. She was saying that shit. She, no, she believed it. She, she said, I moment. love this man like I ain't never loved a man before. She after did. one time. Yeah. I yeah. think it was only because she because he was she the only one. She couldn't have that, him. Yeah. She pro- foreshadowed it in the first song. Like, she can't have him. I only want what I can't have. And I'm going to mm. go for it until I get it. And once I get it, you a wrap. And, that's and then bullshit. once I get it, I'm going to throw you away. Because that's just mm. my MO. I hate that shit. I love it. Bro, that was the queen you of light skins right there. I loved it because I liked the fact that you had a woman who was in in control of her sexuality at that point in time in, in cinema. I like that she was unabashed about it. And she just was, I am who I am. I'm not getting married. I don't want kids. That's not the life for me. 
and she was sexual. To I mean, the fact her in that the scene of her and her zebra panties was a big deal. Like to see a woman stand in her power and not give a fuck about it was great to me. When was she in zebra, zebra Yeah, what zebra panties? When she had the bra and the zebra panties when they were in an apartment in Chicago. She was changing and shit. Yeah, she okay. was changing. And he was blowing her toes and all that kind of thing. Like oh yeah, that's good. Having a woman. Either. In that time frame, in her underwear like that was a big deal. I remember her in her underwear though. I'm, I don't think that was in the one I saw. They must I have cut that part out. Yeah, she took her robe off and she was putting on a pink dress. I didn't or not the pink dress, the peach dress. Mm-mm. I don't remember that either. Yeah, that wasn't in mine. It was it wasn't very long. It was not a long scene. She took her robe off, pulled her dress out, <laughs> put it on, had him zip her up. But uh, it was a big deal for her to be un- scantily clad like that. This is not, you're not talking about what, okay, no, he was, he was having her do something to his toes. I remember that part. Cause she that sat was, down in, in his, between his legs. And oh, he put his she was brushing she was, the, the yeah, dirt off his shoes. Yeah, she run that game on him. She was. Man, yeah. Stupid ass tried to take a shortcut and, I mean, and got when, stuck in the damn. And he, and he drove into the lake, like. The bridge, it was, I, you know, it was a bridge there. He thought it was gonna hold. I thought it was too, I was you stupid ass. Jesus but Christ. you know, I mean, they had to do something. He fucking tied her feet up like a fucking. Like, I thought he hog tied her. He hog tied her like a motherfucker. They was rustling. That shit was funny. For real. Real. Like, man, they was. Hey, when they shit. jumped off that train, that shit did look real. When he fell, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that hurt. That I bitch that did hurt. that in heels. I was impressed. <laughs> she running down the road. She was light on her feet when she jumped across yeah. uh, onto the Jeep and yeah. shit like See, that. See, that's when I started getting irritated. I was like, is this what this movie's going to be? Like, you seriously let her jump out the car like this and then you. Fuck, what? What? I did too. I, I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be one of those type the of movies." Because you know they, I know they had a thing. So I, I, I tried to adjust my mindset to how they told stories back then. But I thought it was gonna be more of that instead of what we got. Mm. I like that we got something completely different because that shit would have annoyed me. Well, I was annoyed with Sergeant Brown and his hating ass. Oh, he was That's the whole reason why. Yeah, I liked him. You, why did you fuck with Sergeant? He was an old school hater, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Because he tried to scheme on Cindy Sap. He was like, hey, look, you see your Immediately. He said he volunteered. That was cold. What? It the, was. Right when he left off. He said, like, yeah, he volunteered to take her. You know what I'm saying? He put his hands on his shoulders, too. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I man. And that, yeah, even back then, they make the dark skinned dudes all evil. Mm. Ain't that some shit? Mm. That was fucked up. What did y'all um what did y'all think about um as we go on the story after uh Joe? Doesn't he gets in jail because he doesn't take Carmen uh, to the what was it the Mason, Masonville civilian yeah. um, prison the, the Masonville prison? Uh, Cindy goes to visit him to find out that he's still in love with. She didn't even care. She was like, I, I like, heard. I know you're done with that girl. <laughs> still was down. And then we fast forward to uh, Carmen being in uh, Louisiana at a nightclub, and that's where we get to meet Husky Miller. What did, y'all, what did y'all think about? He looked like Professor Ogilvy. He did, didn't he? A light skin, yes. a lighter. Professor Ogilvy. Professor <laughs> <laughs> Ogilvy. That shit was bothering me the whole movie. <laughs> like, that gotta be his daddy. <laughs> gotta be his daddy. <laughs> I always thought he looked like um, the dude from Five Heartbeats, but I see that as well. Oh, oh you talking about the, the daddy from Insecure? Lawrence Daddy? Oh yeah, that's what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Oh that yeah, that's uh, daddy, yeah. I know you're talking about with him too. Yeah, but this um, this but. is where I felt like the film just kind of 
started to get all right all right where are we why are we introducing these people like mm. this and it because it, it really didn't really pay off in my mind because like to mike's point like she was going to cheat on him with somebody else like regardless i didn't realize they needed to build up this husky miller character for him not to really even have much of an impact on just her direction and where joe was going to intervene with that again i think that's owed to the opera because in the opera it was this pro this bullfighter that you know was was the talk of the town and met carmen and carmen eventually went off with him so i just think it was them sticking to the story of the opera gotcha but why do you think that carmen switched up on joe so quickly after everything he gave up for so i feel i felt like it was a couple of reasons one joe really didn't want to go with her he wanted to go to pilot school and so when she he kind of rejected her before he beat up the officer Sorry, and had to yeah. run. So there's one, there's a disappointment there. Also, she said she only likes you till she gets you. Mm -hmm. And then she gets you and she's done. And then three, she said she hate being cooped up. He couldn't go anywhere because he was wanted. She went finna stay in this apartment with you all the time. I want to get out. And so I got out and spent time with someone who can take me out. Mm -hmm. She said, nobody on me but me. I loved it. He tried to he tried to grab her so many times. She was fighting, you know, Dort shit. she had hands too. You saw she whooped that girl ass. What was what was the the voodoo element, I guess, was in this story as well? It's like it was a black feather. Well, okay. That shit didn't make no damn But that kind of go ahead, Nay. So in the opera, they're gypsies. Gotcha. Carmen's a gypsy. So an equation to that in black culture is like the whole voodoo kind of situation, omens, signs kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I think that's where that came from. Because I feel like it, it it got introduced early on, obviously when they when her and Joe were first getting together. Mm -hmm. And then it came back around, I guess, later on after she was pretty much done with Joe or starting to realize she was done with Joe and mm -hmm. what was it, nine of spades? Yeah, the nine of spades. And I just, and then the, the buzzer's feather and the crows mm -hmm. and the, like, it's it's weird because all of the stuff in here is stuff that I've heard people say, like if you see crows in, in somebody's yard, I, the whole let water in the moonlight and wash your house and stuff like that. I've heard shit like that, done mm -hmm. some of it. But the I think it was kind of to show that there's this omen or this, spirit over her like she's going to die tragically because of the life that she's led and that there is danger coming to her and joe because of their meeting gotcha damn they did end up like that mm -hmm. ken would you i said that cindy was dumb only because after all she'd been through she came back she came back like three times in this film for joe oh, and the last good. the last one was when he was on the run in chicago and he's hunting down the woman that he loves, and she's hunting down this nigga. Mm -hmm. Were yeah. you surprised to see her towards the end of this film, still wanting to be with him? I was, because uh, I didn't think she was going to show back up. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually thought that she was going to help him escape again when the MPs were after her, uh, but none of that happened. Mm -mm. Um, you know, so and I kept waiting for her to put that damn suitcase down, and she was getting on her. <laughs> She kept carrying a suitcase everywhere she went, but um, but yeah, I, you know, I think that she was just kind of there for that that scene where Joe ran up on a uh, uh, Miller, thinking he gonna he gonna whoop his ass. I, I don't know, Mike. Were you laughing at that part? Because <laughs> I'm thinking like, why are you trying to fight a, a professional boxer? And he got Over knocked a girl out. Girl, don't want you. Right. You walked in and she was making out with him. Right. 
I just I just don't understand. Like y'all couldn't think. Well, this this is a long time ago, but I just kept watching this thing, and y'all couldn't think of nothing better than this. Like this doesn't make any sense. You'll kill him with one tap, Husky. <laughs> don't, don't do it to him, Husky. Hey, he squared up. All of a sudden, I blinked. The nigga on the ground. Yep. <laughs> Did he pull a knife? Oh yeah, yeah. He, pulled he pulled a knife. When he started wrapping that towel around his hand, I was like, bro, just leave the room. Yep. Because this dude's done dealt with fighting with somebody with a knife before. Because we've mm. seen those old movies. Anytime they wrap a towel around the hand, you're about to get your ass whooped. Just let it go. Just throw the knife at him. Maybe you might get lucky and it might hit I him. I thought he had a gun on him. Nah. I did too. I thought he was going to pull out a gun. It was a knife. So I was like, oh, so yeah, you're definitely not going to win. No. No. And he was all over. <laughs> It was all up in that corner behind all this shit. Behind the water cooler, yeah. the water, hot water heater. I thought he was gonna stab Carmen actually, because mm. she kept running up on him trying to get him to stop or something. I thought he was gonna stab her or accidentally stab the little meat girl. Mm. But my thing no. is like, what's your plan? Even if like you stab him or hurt him or kill him, you just hurt. You bro. still don't get the girl because you know what I'm saying. Like you, I think in his head he thought if he takes out the competition, then that means there's nobody else. Mm-hmm. He wasn't thinking about the fact that no, she's just gonna go find someone else, and then someone else, and then someone else. Well, well, my point is, is like you're you're gonna get locked up. I mean, you just you just stabbed and killed a professional boxer. He's Somebody crazy for that, love, bro. Huh? Yeah. He crazy for love, dog. Yeah, I'm just saying. But well, that's crazy, what I said. Bro. What was the plan? That's his like, plan, man. Like, love, bro. I don't <laughs> think. I don't think there was a plan, and I think it was. I mean, think about the times, like, <clears throat> which is why again, I think it was very important when she said don't nobody own me but me like men looked at women possessively and it's i think he even said if he i said can't a bunch have of you nobody yeah, can. He said like you're blind so i think especially given the time period it's not a plan it's just it's ego and and you're my woman and you're mine and you're gonna come with me period yeah he said that shit a lot but yeah he he he, he clearly didn't have one um even with that and cindy cindy tried to get him to escape again and somehow, he still managed to get away. And the MPs went right through the door, right behind him. I thought he was, I was going to be like, is there another door that he probably creeped behind? Man, I don't know how he got away, bro. I don't know. And then he showed up to the, the biggest match of the city in Chicago. Like a like, creeper, sitting right behind him. Well, he knew she was going to be there. Yeah. I get that, but shit. To me, I was the whole time, I'm like, with Rod, I'm like, at what point in, t- in time are you going to realize this and, and then move on? Or, or at least do something different. Cause it it just it was just weird how he went from zero to one hundred mm-hmm. in an hour and forty eight minutes. Mm-hmm. And then what was also weird is that after he threatened the killer, he started singing. Because <laughs> 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 so I was like, I'm like, bro. And uh, the funniest part of this whole movie, the the, the thing that I was like, all right, I'm somewhat like this now. That janitor who walked in. Yeah. <laughs> he walked out. <laughs> he said peace. Because I, I was thinking, I was like, oh yeah, he gonna try to stop it or something. This nigga was gone. He said, uh oh. He walks in the wrong Yeah, he just left. I'm y'all like, shit. Fuck this shit. I thought you were gonna talk about when uh when Husky Miller got in that damn corner and, oh, and yeah. all, all of them stopped cheering. Mm. <laughs> I forgot. Because mm. at first she was, everybody's face just got slower. I was like, sure oh, this nigga ain't shit. <laughs> And he was wobbling too. I thought he like, was. Yeah, this nigga gonna get knocked out, and he gonna lose Carmen too. And I'm like, yeah. damn, he killed her with one hand though. Yeah, I thought he had both hands. And he had both hands at first, but then when she started going down to the ground, he took <laughs> one hand off. I think he was like holding her head or like her mm-hmm. arm or something. And I was like, damn, he got a strong ass hand. Yeah, that's Harry Belafonte. Yeah, Harry Belafonte got a strong ass hand, bro. He got like a Popeye arm or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Not- when I saw that, I was like, oh, this is an opera. 
But when I saw that was this is a tragic story. Yeah. And I was just like, and that and that that really just took me out at that point. I was just like, I went through this whole thing like, man, what the fuck? <laughs> and, and the thing is, I think that what 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 was the that that was that her him killing her at the end is really what just took me just over the edge because it was triggering. And um because I had, you know, mm-hmm. I have a friend that 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 died that way. Um that you know, I, if I can't have you, nobody else can type mm. type of situation. So that really took me the fuck out at that point. Mm. Gotcha. I was just like, you know what? Fuck this movie. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, he didn't speak to me for like half. I was a day. like, fuck this mm. movie. I'm like, why would she do this to me? Mm. Like, like that shit. Like, mm. I was like, I can't believe she yeah. did this to me. I was really fucking mad, and he I was, was. Just like, <laughs> it's not that funny, Jay. <laughs> I was really mad. It was a really close friend of mine that like wow. dude killed her, man. And, and like, I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, it, it really, it really it, fucked me up. It reminded Damn. me that of the story of Othello. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. like I saw I the re- I saw the, re- the the remake as well. Oh, oh. yeah. And it was just like I think I like that. Yeah, yeah. Was I think Makai was in that too. That was actually pretty good. Doing a lot of hood. Yeah, I love the one with Lawrence Fishburne. That's another one of my top ones. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that version. Um, but yeah, it was just reminded me. I was like, "Damn, like this shit mm. tragic as hell." Because that yeah. was a dark ass ending. It was. Yeah, and police just showed up out of nowhere, walked in, and he just walked out. I think the guy they were already got looking him. for him. I know, but was was were, were those the MPs or yeah. just regular police? The MPs, I think. But yeah, it was like why? I guess maybe they thought he was gonna be there too. It was just they just magically appeared, which was fine. they was calm as hell too. They're like they let it they felt sure like did. they let him finish, and then they were like, yeah. oh, just gonna they collect always the body. let him finish singing the song. They're like, yeah. all right. Come on, let's go. Same way when they was about to leave the little lake, he was singing. I was like, oh, they just waited on him to finish singing, stop singing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when he, when he walked out and then the credits came, well, I was like, that's it? Mm-hmm. I knew that was, was it. Like, when I saw that, I was like, that's it. I bet she you was like, it. yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. I said, well. And then she was like, but she her life ended in the way that I think her grandmother mm-hmm. told her it was going to end. See, I had missed that part. I did too. And... So when when Monique told me about that, I was like, oh, okay. So if I had that contest, I probably would have understood a little mm-hmm. bit better. Huh. Her grandma he, told she was gonna get choked. Not specific choked, but she was gonna die tragically, yeah. right? Something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That Who was what the that? card meant. Monique. Oh, okay. yeah. when the buzzer feather came, mm-hmm. and she said it's a buzzer, and she and she was like she's trying to ward off the evil spirits, and she was like the buzzer flew over and the she found the feather right before she came. And I think that I can't remember if Carmen said it or her grandmother said it, but Carmen said she'd always been told that she was going to die a tragic death. So that's what I'm saying. Like, the, and then the whole is the nine of spades. Like that was also an omen that you're going to have a tragic ending. Yeah, yeah. I got the card. I didn't get the feather. I was like, yeah. what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah. She, her grandma was in there for like two seconds. Yep. And yeah. And she did. Just kind of said, I guess, to establish that part. Mm-hmm. Just try to get deep for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. So hmm. that was it. I was like, okay. Cool. I wound back his face when he started choking her like three times. So I can't even lie. Why? Because he, he was like, yeah, he, was, he was dramatic, <laughs> bro. I don't know what the fuck was going through his brain, but his eyes were like this big, and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" But when it ended, I was just like, "Wow, that's real." I mean, that's the most predictable. Well, I guess it was 1954, so I guess it wasn't predictable then. But the second he saw her at the thing, I was like, "Oh, he's gonna." He's gonna kill her. I suspected that when he walked in the closet, looked around, and was like, "Okay, this is a good spot to do that." And then he came back out. But for whatever mm-hmm. reason, I I 
I, I wondered if he was gonna do it. I didn't suspect it. I thought he was trying to escape. Like I thought he finally realized. But it was just that, weird. Oh, Why would you go in a closet to try to escape though? Yeah. Well, I didn't. So, I, I didn't think he knew the facility like that. <laughs> so I thought he was just trying to get he out. Probably sat on the door. Probably said janitor or something. Because well, the janitor went in there. He's like, I gotta get a broom real quick. I thought. I just thought that once he saw her lavished and rooting for somebody else, it was just like, all right, I gotta get it. You know, I gotta go. Yeah. Like, fucking sucker. He had no friends, bro. Yeah. Yeah. He was all no alone, bro. Friends that could have told him. He was gonna go to flight school. Mm-hmm. Dang well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had Cindy Lou. Yeah. She yeah. wasn't enough. Poor Cindy. God damn. She got the fuck on. Man. She still got her yeah. suitcase in her hand. She probably got with Sergeant. She need to. <laughs> oh, the smoothest cat in the whole building. <laughs> Anyone that's somebody, if you don't cry, you gonna bust. <laughs> wasn't that him? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> boy, I was like, that's a cold ass line, boy. <laughs> if you don't cry, you gonna bust. Oh man, he was, he was he was smooth as hell. <laughs> he was, he was, I love you're the only one that liked him, man. I loved him. He was tight. I like uh, just the the um, catchphrases or whatever back in the time. Oh, you know, I think what Pearl, Black Pearl, or whatever mm-hmm. name Pearl was, Bailey. call her uh, Black Pearl. She said, so I hate to see you walking around like a dumb cluck or mm-hmm. whatever she said. Like all that shit. What? <laughs> What she called the other ones a hip swing and floozy, oh, no, <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. Just the way they talked, man, was was funny. I I thought that was a bad one. <laughs> I think it's funny that you turned Pearl Bailey into a porn star. <laughs> <laughs> he, he called this woman Black, Black Pearl. Pearl. Black Pearl's a porn star. <laughs> it needs to be a oh. <laughs> You can have it if you there want. It. There <laughs> <you go>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> y'all got any other thoughts on this film? I didn't like it, but I'm glad I watched it. Because, um, you know, when it went, because <laughs> when I started it, um, you know, Monique was like, I'm surprised you haven't watched this. I was like, why, why in the hell do you think you? I would watch something like this? <laughs> she was like, you know. Yeah, because she was like, you know, you're all into the, the the black and stuff like that. Black, you know, I was like, yeah, I don't. He like black sportation. You got it. <laughs> right, right, right. He's like, no, not, not this shit. You know, but you know, given the history of it, um, you know, it was it was good to kind of, you know, go back and watch it to see Harry Belafonte back back in the day, um, and stuff like that. Um, you know, so and just kind of seeing, um that type of approach taken in 1954. Just all those black people, that was really, really weird and interesting as well. And um, and I doubt I'll watch the play, but I'll probably read up on what the play is about. Cause it was, you know, with it being an adaptation, cause this is a, it's a, by a, a white person or a, a Spaniard? The opera? Yeah, the opera. So That's the, opera meant, the opera is by a Spaniard. It was a, it was a Spanish opera. Um, and then they made it a stage play. I don't, I don't remember who. I think Hammerstein did the music for the stage play, mm. which may be why they moved, changed it into a film because mm. someone so prominent did the music because he did Oklahoma, he did Sound of Music, he did all mm. of that. He did so, all that, and he gave them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, he got down. So I mean, uh, those are those are classic musicals, and he could have. Yeah, so it was the nigga gave him better songs. It was the nigga play. It's the song from. It's he didn't write the songs, Nick. He didn't write the music. He just wrote the lyrics. Oh shit! Hold mm-hmm. on. So he basically just rapped. He had some whack ass beats. I guess he was Nas in like ninety eight <laughs> in the two thousands era. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. 
Well, yeah, just like what Ken said, I I don't mind seeing it. It's just that I'm only gonna see it once. Mm. Um, but I appreciate you for bringing it and introducing it to my life. <laughs> <laughs> but I will. I do want to say one thing that I found interesting about the film that I didn't realize until this last time I watched it and I read up on it. Um, the the fact that it is so black and it's nothing but black people in the film which is part of the reason why I liked it, like to see something like that and see black people just being black people in that time frame. But oddly enough, it got a lot of criticism from the black media during that time frame because they said this does not represent the African-American experience of the day. That's going with Ross. So, yeah, yeah, so just the fact that there was no racial undertones, no talk of the civil rights movement, no reference to any of that made black people at the time, while they appreciated it, they still criticized it. They wanted all that in an adaptation of a play? I don't know. With singing the same, of opera? Right. Which is Stop all, beating uh, us! <laughs> Stop beating us! <laughs> which I also thought was interesting considering the way we've talked about, a lot of people talk about how we criticize black media today. And mm-hmm. the fact that even as black critics and black reviewers, we're so harsh on our own, that's not changed. It's been that way since our first blockbuster film. Been glad you didn't see anybody getting their ass yeah. lashed and shit. But it was it wasn't televised back then, so that's probably why they wanted it to be televised. They're like, you're kind of pretending that shit isn't happening, but now it's like we've already seen it for fucking decades. decades We're over right. it. Yeah, I get it. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's Sometimes contest helps. Like, maybe they didn't know it was an opera. Yeah, they probably, I mean, I didn't. <laughs> they did. The people who reviewed it did. And because oh. I, I specifically, James yeah. Baldwin wrote a piece on it and oh, said that basically that. they just took a white story and put black people in it mm. and that it doesn't it wasn't representative or mm. reflective of what we're going through now mm-hmm. so and then he also talked about the race the the skin tones of the different characters mm-hmm. and things like that and the fact that you do have the dark skinned person being the 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 hater or hating on his own mm-hmm. kind of situation so it was a lot of criticisms that were given at the time which i thought was interesting considering the pieces that have been put out on how we critique Black cinema today. Yeah, James wouldn't have. Do you consider this black cinema being that white people created it? Yeah, I do because it's an all, like I said, it's not even white extras. Like there's not a speck of white in any of the scenes. And I do feel like for a film of that time, that's important. Mm-hmm. I would ask you the question, Rod, because mm. I think that is a good point. Like, would you consider Color Purple a black film? Yeah, I guess. I guess. I never really thought about it, but I guess so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's created by all white people. It's Steven Spielberg. Yeah. But he didn't write the story. He didn't write yeah. the story, though. He just, well, I thought he, he just directed, directed it. it. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, some people still view that as. Nah, yeah. yeah I mean, I'm talking about no one behind the mm. scenes is black in this. Like, you. It's the it's, 50s. It's, it's like. We weren't, I mean, there's. I we talk about that. the fact that we don't have opportunities now. We definitely didn't have an opportunity then. I think it was more so opportunity for them than it was for us. I don't know, Back man. then? To write so. and direct? What, is the, what are they getting out of it? Because it's not like it's the black dollar for them to get. I, I don't I don't know. That's why I said, what is the motive behind this? I, I, I still can't figure that out, like, what was the motive. But I don't think they did this out of the kindness in their heart. Oh, you know what? I want to do something cool for the black community. I maybe don't think they that did. Maybe they did. Because if, if we didn't have that kind of money back then to control mm-hmm. anything, then maybe they really were just trying to put black faces on a screen when we weren't. I, Especially on that type of screen. I know I, I read that he was trying to, he was, he wanted to get approval from um, 
the founder of NAACP. Yeah, they they had to they approved the script before yeah. um, mm-hmm. before they released it because there were criti- criticisms mm-hmm. about how sexual Carmen Jones was, right. and so they wanted <coughs> to get it in front of other black people to see if do y'all have a problem, do y'all see a problem with this, and they they didn't think that there was anything mm-hmm. negative about it. I respect that. I yeah. too. No, that that was that was commendable. Lin Manuel um, didn't do that shit. I bet. Huh? I bet Lin Manuel didn't do it with that bullshit. He did. I will say that I do think ultimately, like I said, it's not like this is the first black production, right? You had Stormy Weather, you had Cabin in the Sky. Cabin in the Sky might have come later, but you had Porgy and Bess. You had other musicals with black people in it that have been successful, just not to this level, right? So I do think that they probably saw. An opportunity, play? maybe a money play, an opportunity, you know, mm. the fact that we have always been entertainers is just on a bigger screen. So there is capitalism or some 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 monetary gain there. But to the extent of not having anybody like to that extent and the fact that this was a play like a, a black play, stage play before it was a movie says care. that there was a black stage play that was successful. Why? So. <laughs> You're an asshole. What do you say? It's like Tyler Perry. Uh, I respect all that. I, I I don't like that finished product, but mm-hmm. yeah, that makes sense. I, if I'm just looking, I can, I could see how they did it to try to help. I don't know, because I I, I just so. can't see any other reason for them to do it. Because like I said, there wasn't There's a no black benefit. dollar. I think it is. This is Jim Crow I think, era, right? I think they saw uh-huh. that the stage play. I'm sorry. Go I was ahead. gonna say this is Jim Crow era. So it's right, like, there wasn't black money yet. I think they saw that the stage stage play worked, and he's like, you know what? If the stage play worked, we can make some money off this movie. I do, as well. I do think oh, that, that, that's that what could you're be. Saying. Yeah, I do agree with that. I don't I necessarily agree, disagree with that, but. I still think it was positive to see a black movie with nothing but black people in it, dressed well, dancing, having a good time, living life. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I think as I was watching, I was like, damn, this is 1954, and there's all these black people in here. That's fucking nuts, considering everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why I want to. And know they were supposed like, to be in the South. Like mm-hmm. it's not. It wasn't like. Like even when Carmen went home and they were farmers, but it wasn't like poor, you know, depressing type situation. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any other but thoughts? But the, op- the opera wasn't black, was it? <laughs> no, the opera was Spanish. It was European. It was. It was but the Spanish. stage play was black. The stage, the stage play was black. Play was so the white people do that too. Probably, Probably so. so. Then would you like think I said, because Oscar Hammerstein did the music, did the did the music. But right. were there white people? Did white people do any of? Once it became so, the Bizet's Carmen was the opera, and then it became, which were people of color, is what I'm asking. Southern I guess. Spain, so they were gypsies. Okay. Um, but not like the European white people, not like the stereotypical white people. I guess is what I'm asking. They were still Spaniards, white. They were just yeah. they were a little bit darker skin, which Kinda I think like is Italians. why like they the were treated bad. Like the way you see bad. Italians is they're right. olive complexion okay. type right. situation. Okay. Right. You still knew they were white. You right. knew they were some other kind of white. They were off white. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> and then the Carmen Jones stage play was a black stage play, but still created, put on by whites, white music. Well, like I said, Hammerstein did the the music, and then they took that to this to the movies. Okay. Hmm. All right. Well, mm-hmm. those are our thoughts on the 1954 classic Carmen Jones film. Please let us know what you guys think. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Nate. and they are currently doing. I don't know if it's current, but they have recently done the stage play again with Anika Noni Rose from Dreamgirls. So it's that is another mm. remake. Hmm. 
Well, if you guys love musicals, please check that out. Um, and also, uh, <laughs> let us know you guys' thoughts on this film. FPS Podcast is the Reddit thread. That's also our handle for IG and Twitter. And again, we will be dropping a black film, black love film, uh, every Monday this month of February coming up. So check us out on the next one. One down, four more to go. We out. Peace. <laughs>